guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, Morgan here, bringing you another episode of Joy and Hope. Today, I want to talk a little bit about why words matter, specifically your words. Before we get to that, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus, Maria ego sum, I am totally yours, Mary. So, sometimes I think that the phrase actions speak louder than words can tempt us to believe that it's not so much about what I say, it's what I do. And although that's super important and they really go hand in hand because I can't be doing something good and complaining about it and it still be as good as it could be if I was saying things joyfully Or, for example, if I'm on a mission trip and I'm doing service, it's going to be a lot more effective if I'm helping to build a house joyfully rather than complaining about how much I'm sweating or how much I don't like the work. But at the same time, our words are necessary. The Lord would not have given them to us otherwise. And I just want to share a little bit first about why I was inspired to talk about this. So I'm currently working at a company that emphasized from the very beginning, we have cameras in our facility. So you'll be on camera, not in the creepy way or in the sense of you're being watched, but to be held accountable. They want to ensure that their, one, employees are doing a good job, but two, to make sure that nothing bad is happening and to hold the customers and different people accountable who come in. But there's also a microphone at the front desk to ensure that the conversations being had with customers and people who come into the facility from the get-go are honoring those people, are honoring the facility, and are in line with the policies set forth by the company. All of this makes total sense. It was a little intimidating at first, but then when I really reflected on that, I was like, wow. It's kind of like when you're little and your parents are telling you, like, Santa's watching you the whole year, and if you're good, come Christmas, you're going to get presents, and if you've done enough bad stuff, you're not going to get anything, or if you do, it's going to be bad stuff like coal. But just what a ridiculous concept that is, because I was really reflecting on this spiritually, and I was like, in reality... Our Lord is the only one who truly does see everything that we do and who hears everything that we say. And not only that, but he knows all of our thoughts and our intimate desires more than we do ourselves. So if we're talking about being afraid of being reprimanded, 
in a real sense, it should be that we fear the wrath of God or the justice of God. Now, the Lord's mercy is infinite and he does not demand perfection of us this day at this very time because he knows that we're broken. We're born with original sin that's cleansed through baptism. Every time we go to the sacrament of reconciliation, after that we are cleansed of those sins if we are truly sorry for them and we confess them thoroughly. And because of that, the Lord is patient with us. And he's not watching over us and listening to us because he wants to catch us in the act, but because he wants us to know that we are accountable. We are accountable for everything that we say and that we do and even that we willfully think or thoughts that we entertain. As Catholics, we believe that at the end of our lives, there's a particular judgment. And at that moment of my death, I'm immediately before the Lord. And He is going to judge my life based on how I loved. And like we were saying earlier, it doesn't matter how much I love indeed if I wasn't truly loving in my heart and with my words. Because like if I, again, am on that mission trip and I am giving of myself in service and I'm giving my hands to do these works, but in my heart... I'm either prejudiced toward the people I'm working for or just complaining about the things I'm being asked to do. Am I really going to be rewarded for that service, whether from God or even in my own heart and peace of mind? No. It's all about our intentions. And same with our words. When I was in college... We studied the rule of St. Benedict pretty thoroughly. And he places so much emphasis in his rule of life on the weight that words have. And he really encouraged his brothers and fellow monks to be slow of speech, like it says in the scriptures, and to really think about what they're going to say and whether it's worth saying it because our words, just as much as our actions, have eternal consequences. I'm sure we have all in the heat of anger, in the heat of the moment, said something that we immediately wished that we could take back. And no matter how many times that you say you're sorry, or no matter how much you work to amend that relationship with whoever it is that you hurt, those words are always going to linger in their heart, in their mind. The Lord absolutely can heal them. The Lord absolutely can take things away. It's not that he doesn't want to repair any damage and help us to do that, but it's just that those words will always be there. You can't undo, totally undo, the hurt caused by your words. So this isn't to condemn anybody, even myself, because let's just be honest, we've all done it. We're all human. We're all fallen. But I encourage you, going forward, even if it's just the rest of this day, Breathe more deeply in order to think more clearly and speak more slowly and intentionally. Rather than being the first person to jump in to a conversation or before just bringing something up because you feel awkward and you don't know what else to say, really settle into that situation. 
pray to our advocate, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, help me to know what to say in this situation. Lord, are you asking me to be silent? Do you want me to keep my mouth shut? Is that the most prudent thing in this situation? Or even before you enter into a situation, maybe you know you're going to a party or you're going to a gathering or you're about to have a really difficult conversation or you're simply about to spend time with a friend or family member. Come Holy Spirit, enter into this time. Make of it, make of me, my thoughts, my words, my actions, whatever you want, Lord. Make me whatever you want me to be. If you have been baptized, you have received the Holy Spirit within you. If you've been confirmed, you have the fullness of the Holy Spirit that's been poured into you. Call upon Him. Ask for His help. It's what He is there for. It's why our Lord went back to the Father and told His apostles, it's good that I am going because I am sending you this advocate. We have the Holy Spirit, friends. Let's not forget or forsake him. Let's call upon him today, ask for his help, and please join me in a prayer to close to the Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, thank you for this realization that our words matter and that they have weight. Help us not to worry about eternal consequences, but rather to surrender ourselves entirely to you, knowing that you are patient with us, that you are gentle, that you are loving, and that you want good for us more than we want it for ourselves. So please, Lord, come into our minds, make our thoughts holy, come into our mouths, speak through our lips, through our words, Guard and protect us against hateful speech, against cuss words, and against curses and taking your name in vain. Lord, let our thoughts be holy. Let them lead to holy speech. And finally, let those thoughts, those words, lead to holy desires and ultimately holy actions all done For the good of your kingdom, the furtherment of your kingdom, the good of ourselves and all those around us, and ultimately, all for your greater glory, O God. Amen. In the name of the Word, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. I just watched the first episode of The Chosen 2. Spoiler alerts is a lot about John, the apostle and evangelist. That's how he starts his gospel and how the scriptures start in Genesis. The word was God and all that stuff. So I guess it would make sense to me the sign of the cross and be like in the name of the word. But LOL. Hashtag humility. God bless you guys. See you next time. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full
full time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.